Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I am sitting in the beautiful conservatory in the Banff Springs Hotel with John Ridley. You have accomplished so much over your career and more to come. I'd love to know, how do you think I should introduce you? John Ridley, what? (laughs) Uh, If you say decent fellow, then I think that kind of covers it all. I'm sure it does, but I mean as your job. Um, you know, I mean, I, I write, I produce, I direct, I do any number of things. So any of those would be fine. Perfect. We're in the heart of Canada right now. I'd love to get your thoughts on your experience. Well, so far I've flown in. I was in New York City. I've flown in. I got in late last night and went straight to bed. So my experiences are probably very limited with regard to Canada. They're not indicative of how uh, beautiful the country is and how friendly the people are. But hopefully over the next day or so, I'll have the opportunity to get the, uh, the full Canada, as it were. If you ever are tempted to zone out while we're talking, the conservatory has, it's a round room full of windows where you can see basically the whole valley in Banff National Park. Yeah, it's beautiful here. I, I would encourage everybody to come visit. So you're just finishing your series, American Crime. Now that that series is done, what are you most proud of regarding that work? Uh, really, uh, the team that came together, the way that people have worked together um, in service of telling stories that are not normally represented in uh, the broadcast space. Certainly Regina, uh, Regina King, phenomenal actress, uh, back-to-back Emmy wins, you know, that kind of positive peer review and that recognition for the work that she did um, over a career is really rewarding. So I would say those elements, the fact that it's just not a typical show and the fact that um, those of us who are our peers um, recognize the work that we've done, uh, it, it, it makes one feel very good. So each season examined a different crime, but you used a repertoire of actors. So I'd love you to talk about the writing challenge using the same actors, different roles, each season, new story. I would say it wasn't really much of a challenge. I think it was very exciting for the actors, you know, rather than having to play the same part over and over and over again. And obviously, uh, they're terrific actors who do that in television. For them to be able to play these performances to the nth degree, let's say, and then to reinvent themselves every year and be able to participate in that, who these characters are, what are their mannerisms, what do they look like, where are they from, um, I would say that it was um, not so much a challenge, but it was a real enhancement. It was something for the actors to get excited about year in and year out. So you're coming at it from the perspective of a writer. Typically, you're going to write a TV show. Oh, here comes your tea. Beautiful. Thank you very much. It's all right. It's like a live podcast. Thank you. Would you like to take a sip of that tea? Uh, I will in a moment. I'm going to let it cool off. There's one thing I've learned about tea. It usually comes hot. That's pretty wise. So anyways, my question was, from the perspective of a writer, typically you're going to write a screenplay, put whatever characters fit the story, and then you're going to cast those characters. With this series, you were each season writing with specific actors in mind. So what was it like approaching a story thinking, okay, I've got to give something amazing for Regina to do this year? Well, I'll be honest. I think every year, um, irrespective of the, the the actual actor, I want to do something that is strong, it's compelling, it's going to be challenging for the artist. Um, when you know the character, when you know the actor, uh, certainly there's the opportunity, as I said, to be able to work with them a little bit and hone that character. But I wouldn't say that I, I, I think of something as being more or less of a, a challenge for these actors because I, I, I know them. Um, I want to make sure that, irrespective of who that talent is, that it's worth their time and it's worth their attention. 
So can you give me an example of working with Regina, creating a character for her, say, in the final season? Yeah, absolutely. In the the final season, uh, the character that she played, Kamara, um, we wanted her to be a little softer in look and feel, Um, somebody who feels overwhelmed, um, somebody who is uh, just trying to get through their day. You know, her first two years, uh, Regina's first two years when she played Aaliyah, uh, when she played uh, Terry, um, the characters were very forward. Um, They walked into the room and they sucked the oxygen out of it very purposely we wanted Kamara to be someone that it took you a moment to notice it took you a moment to see her strength and see all the positive nature about her so in terms of her hair her wardrobe um, being a little frumpier uh, again literally almost taking the edge off uh, it was uh, a transformation for uh, Regina but it was one that she accomplished I want to say easily because I think it minimizes what she does but as a professional she was able to make that transition. Your Wikipedia page says that you're working on a Marvel superheroes project. Is that true? Uh, well if it's on the internet I guess it must be true as we've come to learn everything on the internet is absolutely true so who am I to dispute what's what's online? But it's about you so you could dispute away. Um, if we were talking about the Marvel Universe they're hyper secret so I, I can't comment one way or the other. So if you were going to work on a superhero, what's one that catches your eye that you could get excited about? I, I love graphic novels. I have a graphic novel series that I'm doing called The American Way. Um, we're actually doing a second series that's coming out this summer. So for me, um, that's the hero that, you know, were it not a Marvel Universe hero, that's the one I'd be working on. And very fortunately, that is the one I'm working on. So it's very exciting. So can you tell me a bit about this project? Well, I can tell you about the project. It, it was something that we started 10 years ago. Literally 10 years ago, it was about a, uh, uh, a black superhero in the 1960s and what the challenges would be uh, as America faced integration. And we're picking up the story 10 years later, 10 years later in my life, 10 years later in the story cycle. So it's the early 1970s. And for many of these characters, they well, they're all 10 years older. Uh, hopefully 10 years wiser, um, America in the early 1970s was a very different country um, in the era of Nixon than it was in the era of Kennedy. So how do these folks integrate? What are their challenges? You know, there are only so many superpowers that are in existence. It's how people use their powers, their capacities, um, their wisdom or their lack of wisdom in their daily life. That's what the series The American Way is all about. Very excited to revisit it uh, after 10 years. and very thankful that D.C., um, 10 years later, looked at the project and said, oh, this is something that's worth looking at um, 10 years later, and actually putting out a, a 10-year anniversary issue of that first series. That's pretty spectacular. That's great. I can't wait to read it. In short, though, what type of superhero story is it? Like, what type of superhero? Urban vigilante? Superman type? I don't know that... Um, it, it, it isn't, it's, a, it's a full world. I mean, the world is actually fully built, and there are any number of kinds of individuals with different powers. It's less about their powers. You know, there's somebody who's fast and somebody who flies, um, but it's about their personalities and who they are as people. So it's not merely, you know, street level. It's not merely God level storytelling. Um, These are people who uh, are involved in their spheres. uh, And when we find ourselves as people just um, completely dominated by our spheres and they're not concentric circles, that's when there tend to be issues in our societies. You've had such a varied career in Hollywood. You started doing stand-up. You won an Oscar for 12 Years a Slave. You've written novels. You wrote the screenplays for Undercover Brother and Three Kings. So Undercover Brother was a comedy, and Three Kings was the George Clooney war movie. So you've done a lot of weaving and dodging in your career. I'd love you to talk about a part 
where you were pivoting or moving to something different where maybe you faced some challenges? Um, you know, I, I, it's a really good question. And I would think, yes, if you look at the resume, there's one may think that there are moments where if I'm moving from comedy to drama or drama to uh, graphic novels, for example, um, there would be a challenge. And yes, there were always challenges, but I never ever felt that there was a challenge that was insurmountable. I mean, for me, it was just a matter of getting it done. All of those projects that you mentioned, um, they were spec scripts. They were things that I went out and wrote um, without regard to how people would receive them or without the need for permission. You know, it wasn't about, well, I'm not going to write this unless um, the studio pays me or if I get a paycheck. And I think that's a problem is a lot of times um, people put obstacles in their own way. Um, well, this is an interesting story, but I need a studio before I write this or I need to get someone engaged with it before I would pursue it. Um, I just write. I just do these things. And um, if people like them, you know, that's terrific because that's what moves you forward. But uh, I never felt like I needed someone's permission to try to pursue the things that I wanted to pursue in life. You've done so much amazing work creating stories for people who, are, who have been traditionally underrepresented in media. Where do you think there's more work to be done by you and others? Everywhere. I mean, representation, it's just, no matter what people see in front of them, uh, the representation in front of the camera, behind the camera, by the numbers, it's not only, it's not getting better, it's actually getting worse. The numbers are going down. So I think there's a perception um, when we have, you know, I think it was a pretty terrific year at the Oscars this year, and people saw a lot of representation. Uh, but you look at other categories, you look at other spaces, um, you look in post-production, you look in directing, you know, so much was made out of the fact that this year, you know, Wonder Woman, huge hit, but the first major big-budget film um, directed by uh, a female director, you know, it's 2017. That's not, we should not be patting ourselves on the back that we've accomplished this in 2017. That should be par for the course. So we've got a long way to go. I'm very appreciative that um, with films like Let It Fall and shows like Gorilla and American Crime, I've had the opportunity to um, help make a difference. But it, it really is, you know, at this point, if I don't think every TV show, every film is going to have a one-to-one -one ratio for what America or what the world looks like. But on balance, if the work we're doing is not reflective, um, it, there's, there's no more spaces for excuses at this point. Uh, at this point, if the balance of the work we're doing is not reflective, it's because we're actively doing things uh, to keep people from having opportunities. John, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you. Deeply appreciate it. Thank you. Drive a man and made a life, but the mammy ain't his wife. Chopping cotton, don't be slow. Better finish out your rope. Keep on moving with that plow. Drive a man, I'll show you how. Get to work and root that stump. Drive a man, I'll make it jump. Better make your hammering. Drive a man to start the swing. And put two things on my mind. Drive a man in quitting time. Drive a man to 
kind of boss Ride a man and lead a horse When it's getting on to fly You be happy just to die Run away and you'll be found By his big old red bone hound Daddy, roll up, bring you back Make you sorry you with black Quit in time.